0: Tonight, if you will, please, and again, uh, we're not going to keep you long tonight, and we're going to get you out of here at a good time, but I want you to take your Bibles and turn over to the book of Reve- Revelation, Revelation chapter 12, Revelation chapter number 12, and I'm going to speak on something that's a little controversial tonight, but hey, it's in the Bible, and so I'm going to do my best at it, and uh, and so if you disagree tonight, then we're still going to love each other. I'm going to love you. You may not love me, but I'm going to love you regardless. So you're just, you know, uh, but I hope we can, we can, if you disagree, we can agree to disagree. Um, but I think, I think, hopefully, I think you'll learn something tonight. hope it'll be a blessing to you. And so, so far in our study, we've talked about uh, the place, where is heaven? We talked about that first heaven, second heaven, third heaven. We're going to talk about that just a little bit tonight. And then we talked about the population, who is heaven for? Not everybody's going to heaven. We talked about the paradise, what will heaven be like? The preview, our first day there, our first day in heaven, and then the passage, what the trip is going to be like. And so with that said tonight, I'm going to talk to you about this subject. I'm going to talk to you about the protest. Uh, The battle, uh, the battle in heaven. So Revelation chapter 12 in your Bibles, and when you find your place tonight, if you'll stand, if you're able, out of respect uh, respect for the reading of God's Word, and um, we're going to go a little deep tonight, so I want you to hang hang on with me, and we're not going to go too deep, but we'll go a little deeper than we normally would. And this may be a little, little more teachy tonight than uh, what we would normally do, but I hope it'll be a blessing to you. Revelation chapter 12, and let's read the first 10 verses. The Bible says, and there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of 12 stars. She being with child cried, travailing in birth and pained, pained, to be delivered. Now we think this is talking about Israel. Uh, Verse number three says, and there appeared another wonder in heaven and behold, a great red dragon having seven heads and 10 horns and seven crowns upon his heads. And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered for to devour her child as soon as it was born. And so, of course, this is a messianic uh, passage here, and it's talking about the, the, the birth of the, of the Savior. Um, verse 5, And she brought forth a man-child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. Well, that's, that's pretty self-explanatory there. That's the Lord. And her child, look at this, and her child was caught up unto God and to his throne. And so Revelation chapter 12 not only talks about the birth of Christ, but we believe it talks about the ascension of Christ. Uh, verse number six, and the woman fled into the wilderness where she hath a place prepared of God that they should feed her there a thousand, two hundred, and threescore days. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon and the dragon fought and his angels and prevailed not. Neither was their place found any anymore in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil. Boy, the Bible doesn't leave uh, any room for wondering here. That old serpent called the devil and Satan, in case you're wondering, was deceived with the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ for the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. You may be seated tonight. I want to talk to you a little bit about that protest tonight, the protest or the battle in heaven. What's that that talking about when it talks about the battle in heaven? So um, let's go to the Lord in prayer and we're going to jump straight into this and And I hope you'll hang on with us, and I hope it'll be a blessing. Father, we love you. Thank you for the opportunity again to be here. Thank you for all the music and the singing. And, uh, Lord, I appreciate the practice and the prayer and the preparation that's went into these specials and the offertory and this special that the fellows just did. Lord, what a blessing to us. And we're, we're the benefactors of these things, and we sure thank you for how you've blessed our church. And, God, thank you for giving us gifted people who can use their gifts for the glory of the Lord. And Heavenly Father and Lord of the harvest, we pray that you'd send forth laborers into your harvest. And Father, continue to send more gifted people that they might be able to, to use their gifts in building the kingdom of God. And so Lord, I pray now that you'll you'll help us tonight. Uh, Father, uh, maybe some would skip over this tonight, but I, 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 but I think there's enough here that we can teach on this. And I, I think it'll make sense and God, I think we're we're teaching it right tonight, and so I pray that you'll direct our thoughts, and Father, have your way in this service as we close with a few moments of teaching, and I pray that we'll go home the better because we've heard your word and received your word. Save that one that's nearest hell, and encourage that one that's discouraged. Work through the live stream. I'm, I have a feeling that quite a few are watching tonight, and so Lord, work through the live stream ministry, please. We love you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, and for his sake and all God's people said, amen. Wow, what a verse. Verse number seven. Look there. The Bible says, and there was war in heaven. What in the world? How can you have war in heaven? We're always preaching about, you know, preachers always preaching about the splendors of heaven and how great heaven is going to be. How can the Bible say that there's going to be war in heaven? Well, hang in there with me just for a little bit. We're talking about heaven, the protest tonight. But I'll be honest with you, that title is just a little inaccurate tonight. So what will transpire in heaven will be worse than any protest. It will be an all-out war. In fact, the word war in verse number seven is the Greek word polemas, and it means warfare. And there was warfare in heaven. And so there will be a war in heaven, but I want you to understand something. Not necessarily a war in God's heaven. And don't forget what we we learned. The Bible seems to point out that there are three heavens. And so there is what we call the expanse around the earth or what we call the atmosphere or what some would refer to as the terrestrial and then when you get outside of our atmosphere, there's what we call outer space. And others would call that celestial. But that's not far enough if you want to meet God. Because then we go from the terrestrial to the celestial to what we call heaven, the abode of God. Eternal. And by the way, I don't believe, I believe this. I don't believe the heaven, this, or this war that's going to take place in heaven, I don't believe it'll take place in God's heaven. It will take place in the heavens, and we're going to get into that in just a minute, so hang in there with us if you will. But I wrote this down in my outline. This will be, boy, there's so much talk right now about Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, and uh, I'm going to tell you something. This will be the actual Star Wars in all of its reality, except with this warfare, there won't be any man-made weapons, and nothing physical will work in this in this warfare no satellites no lasers second corinthians chapter 10 verse number 4 the bible says for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through god to the pulling down of strongholds and so let's talk about this war tonight in heaven now uh you know probably before we get into this that there's a great amount of speculation and even controversy surrounding this passage now, some believe this. Some believe when the Bible talks about war being in heaven, that it is a reference that's referring to the battle that took place when Christ died on the cross. When uh, that uh, that Satan and Jesus were battling and uh, and that Satan was doing his best to try to keep Jesus from going to the cross. And so that's what this... Uh, reference in Revelation chapter 12 uh, is talking about. Uh, Others believe that it's simply talking about a symbol between good and evil. And then there are some who believe that Revelation chapter 12 and verse number seven is referring to a past event when Lucifer was cast out of heaven. Now, as we read this, and again, we're gonna get into this a little bit tonight, when we read this passage that we read tonight, it does give us some insight concerning Satan's fall, uh, but I believe this tonight, church, I don't believe that Revelation chapter 12 is speaking of when Lucifer was cast out of heaven. Now, we do find that, we find that Ezekiel chapter 28. You can write that down in your notes and go back and read that later on. Uh, Ezekiel 28, verses 12 through 15. The Bible talks about the that. Uh, the Satan uh, was a, a, a beautiful creature, and yet he was cast out of heaven. Isaiah 14 talks about that, verses 12 through 15. And so I believe tonight, I believe that Revelation chapter 12 is referring to an event that will transpire in the future. Now, again, we can agree to disagree on some of these things. Uh, And and as I was studying through this, I noticed that a lot of scholars did. A lot of scholars believe one thing and some scholars believe another. And so here's what I'm going to do tonight. Let me give you some things that we do know. Let me give you some things that we know for sure about this passage. All right, how about this? Number one, we know this, Satan is not in hell. Satan's not in hell. Now, this is a satanic warfare that's taking place. But there's a common misconception that says this, that Satan is in hell. And so if there's gonna be a war in heaven and Satan is in hell, how can uh, Satan who's in hell be involved in a war that's taking place in heaven? And the answer to that is this, Satan is not in hell. In fact, Satan doesn't wanna go to hell any more than anybody else does. Now, you can turn to some of these places, or you can jot these notes down if you want to, but uh, someone says, well, preacher, wait a minute now, wait. If Satan is not in hell, where is he? Well, Job chapter 1 answers that for us. Job chapter 1 and verse number 6, the Bible says this, now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. And the Lord said unto Satan, whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down in it. By the way, that's the terrestrial we talked about. That's our atmosphere around the earth. That's what that's talking about. And so God says, Satan, where'd you come from? And and Satan said, I came from the terrestrial. I came from walking up and down in the earth and going to and fro in the earth. But this is not going to shock some of you. Some of you already know this. The truth of the matter is, Satan spends the majority of his time in heaven. He has access. He doesn't reside there. Thank God he never will. But he has access to heaven. You say, preacher, what is Satan doing in heaven? The Bible says he's serving as the accuser of the brethren. Now, look at it in your Bibles, Revelation chapter 12 and verse number 10. The Bible says, And I heard a loud voice saying, Saying what? Saying in heaven. Now has come salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. Look at this. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. You don't have to turn there, of course, but Zechariah chapter three, verses one and two, interesting scripture. The Bible says, and he showed me Joshua the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord and Satan standing at his right hand to resist him. Luke chapter 22, verse number 31 says it like this. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. And so Satan's not in hell. And somehow or another, we don't understand all of this, but, but somehow Satan has access to heaven. And he serves in heaven as the accuser of the brethren. In other words, he likes to come before God and he likes to bring our sins before the Lord and he likes to cast dispersions and, and cast doubts and, and of course he's trying to hurt the Lord. This week I was reading and I found this, uh, this little excerpt out of, the book called Pilgrim's Progress. And it goes like this. In his book, The Pilgrim's Progress, John Bunyan describes a battle between the accuser, Apollyon, and Christian in the Valley of humiliation. One of Apollyon's ploys is to recite a laundry list of Christian's sins. Thou didst faint at first setting out, when thou was, uh, when thou was almost choked in the gulf of despond. Thou didst attempt wrong ways to be rid of thy burden. Whereas thou shouldest have stayed till thy prince had taken it off. Thou didst sin deeply and lose thy choice thing. Thou wast also persuaded to go back at the sight of the lions. And when thou talkedest of thy journey and what thou hast heard and saying, thou art inwardly desirous of vain glory in all that thou sayest or doest. In other words, this is the devil accusing Christian. Christian's response to the accuser is full of humility and faith. Quote, all this is true and much more which thou hast left out. But the prince whom I serve and honor is merciful and ready to forgive. But besides, these infirmities possess me in thy country. For there I sucked them in and I've grown under them, been sorry for them, and have obtained pardon of my prince. At the mention of Christ's forgiveness, Apollyon flies into a rage. Satan, the accuser, cannot abide the fact that his accusations are overcome by the grace of God in Christ. Now, again, I'm just trying to point something out here tonight. That Satan, in some way or another, Satan has access to heaven. And Satan comes before the Lord and he accuses us before the Lord when we do things, when we disobey, when we don't live by faith when we go out and say things we shouldn't say, when we treat others in ways we shouldn't treat others, when, when, when we go into some type of sin, you know what happens? It gives Satan an opportunity to come to the Lord and say, see that? You see that right there? And as I was reading this point, studying on this point, I wrote this down. This truth, Satan being the accuser of the brethren, makes 1 John 1, 9 a very compelling passage. For the Bible says if we confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Listen, since you and I know that Satan is the accuser of the brethren, can I just encourage us in 2022, when you stumble, when you make a mistake, can I just encourage us to just right then and there, go to the Lord and say and just confess it to him and say, Lord, this is what I did. and Lord, I know I shouldn't have done it and I know I shouldn't have thought a fault like that and I know I shouldn't have said something like that. Lord, I know I shouldn't have have treated that person like that. God, I was wrong. And I want you to forgive me. And later on, when Satan comes before the Lord and he begins to accuse us before the Lord, the Lord can say, I already know about that. Oh, he's already came to me and talked to me about that. He's already got that right. He's got that confessed. It's under the blood. And so we know here tonight that Satan First of all, Satan is not in hell. How about this? Number two, let me give you something we do know. Number two, Satan drew a following of one third of the heavenly angels. Look at Revelation chapter 12, verse number four. When the Bible talks about this dragon, of course, who is the devil, the Bible says in his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered for to devour her child as soon as it was born. So we believe from Scripture that when Satan was cast out, and I'll teach on that one of these days, but when Satan was cast out of heaven, Satan somehow convinced one-third of the angels in heaven to follow him. Now let let me tell you what happened to those angels. Some of these angels who followed Satan were chained in everlasting darkness. Second, uh, Peter chapter two and verse four says it like this. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment. Jude chapter one, verse number six says it like this. And the angels, which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness, under the judgment of the great day. So there are some angels that evidently for some reason, again, we may get into that in another lesson, but those angels have been chained in everlasting darkness. And I believe one of these days, in the end, they'll be brought back out. you say, Pastor, what about the ones that weren't chained? What about those angels? Well, according to the word of God, those angels are serving Satan and trying to hinder the will of God. Ephesians chapter 6 In verse number 11 says it like this, put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. First Peter chapter 5, verse number 8. The Bible says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil is a roaring lion. Walketh about, seeking whom he He may devour. And I'm not trying to give you too many verses tonight, but let me give you Ephesians chapter two and verse number two. The Bible says, wherein in time past he walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. And so those angels, those fallen angels that are not reserved under chains of darkness, those angels are actively serving to try to get you to fall, to try to get you to disobey, to try to destroy churches like this, to try to bring us down, to try to keep the will of God from happening. And by the way, they won't. God is God and God's gonna, God's going to conquer. Uh, But those angels are serving, trying to hinder the will of God. Number one, we know Satan is not in hell. Number two, we know that Satan drew a third of the heavenly angels. How about this? Number three, We know that an abundance of the fallen angels reside in the heavens. Now you say, preacher, what in the world? What are you talking about? Heaven, that wonderful, glorious place where Jesus is preparing a mansion for us to come and be with him. No, that's not what I'm talking about. But an abundance of the fallen angels reside in the heavens. Now look back at Revelation chapter 12, look at verse number 7. The Bible says, and there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought in his angels. And look at verse eight, and prevailed not. Neither was their place, notice that, neither was their place found anymore in heaven. Look at the word heaven, it's the Greek word Uranus, and it means the vaulted expanse of the sky. And so when the Bible talks about heaven, it's not talking about these falling angels being in God's heaven, but they are residing in the heavens. Ephesians chapter two, we just read it just a moment ago, says it like this, according to the prince and, uh, uh, of, of the power of the air. Satan is the prince of the power of the air. The word air there means atmospheric region or heavenly sphere. Now, hold your finger at Revelation chapter 12. And turn over with me, please, to Isaiah chapter 14. These fallen angels are residing in the heavens. Isaiah 14 and verse number 12 tonight. The Bible says, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? Notice that. How art thou fallen from heaven? O Lucifer, son of the morning, how art thou cut down to the ground which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart. Look at this. I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. Now that's above the celestial. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will send also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend, look at this, above the heights of the clouds. And then Satan said, I will be like the most high, yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. Now, again, we're not exactly sure about all of this, but, but evidently in some way or another, the Bible says that these fallen angels are residing in the heavens. Uh, yes, they're working right here on the earth, in this terrestrial. But they're also, their places in the, uh, in the atmosphere in the celestial, now not in God's heaven, but uh, there, there are places in the air. And our Bible at least uh, lends to this, that there's going to be, last of all tonight, uh, there's, there's going to be some future event that's going to trigger a war in the heavens, in this air that we're talking about. Look back at Revelation chapter 12. In verse number seven, listen, we're about done. Hang hang in there with me. Revelation chapter 12 and verse number seven. And there was war in heaven. Michael, that's the archangel, and his angels fought against the dragon and the dragon fought and his angels, verse eight, thank God for this, and prevailed not. Look at this last part. Neither was their place found anymore in heaven. Boy, as I was studying that out, the Holy Spirit reminded me of another place that has a a battle that's similar to that. And I want you to look there with me tonight if you would as well. Turn over to Daniel chapter 10. Daniel chapter 10 in your Bibles, the book of Daniel, and look at verse number 10. Daniel 10 verse 10. And we find a battle that took place in the book of Daniel that is really somewhat similar to this battle that we're talking about in Revelation chapter 12. Daniel chapter 10, verse number 10, and Daniel says, and behold, and a hand touched me, which set me upon my knees and upon the palms of my hands. And he said unto me, O Daniel, man, greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak unto thee and stand upright. For unto them I now sent, and when he had spoken this word unto me, I stood trembling. And then said he unto me, Fear not, Daniel. For from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard. And I am come for thy words. Look at verse 13. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia. That's talking about an evil spirit. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and 20 days. But lo, he said, Michael, one of the chief princes came to help me. And remain there with the kings of Persia. Now I'm come to make thee understand what shall befall thy people in the latter days, for yet the vision is for many days. Now, you know what the Bible's talking about there? Daniel's praying and praying and praying and asking God to answer his prayer. And the Bible says an angel comes, and, and the angel says to Daniel Daniel, from the very first day that you prayed, your prayer was heard. And he said, I was bringing your answer to prayer and he said, the prince of Persia withstood me and for 21 days, for 21 days, he said, we battled it out. And finally, evidently, this was a strong, strong angel and the Bible says that God sent his archangel Michael and Michael came, not as a a messenger, but he came as a defender to assist in this heavenly battle. Now, church, let me ask you a question. Could there be, I'm not saying this is, maybe this is a tad of speculation tonight, but could there be a future event that will take place in the air that will at least cause this battle to start? One in which God uses Michael not as a messenger, but as a defender. And I believe there is. And I believe it could be. I'm not saying it is. But I believe that future event could be the rapture of the church. Listen to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 16. The Bible says, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, listen to this, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together, here it is, with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the lord. Hey, don't forget what I said. Where do these fallen angels? Where do they reside? The Bible says they reside in the air. They reside in this in the atmosphere. They reside in the terrestrial and the celestial. And and could it be that during the rapture of the church that maybe this is the thing that will start this clash off? I'm not sure about that. But I do know this. Satan and his forces will do their best to try to defeat this event, but thank God without any success. And I'll tell you something else we know. We know these fallen angels, now get this now, we're done. These fallen angels will be banished completely from the heavenly sphere to the earthly realm. Now look back again, Revelation chapter 12, we're done. Revelation chapter 12, look at verse number 7. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels and prevailed not. Look at this. Neither was their place found any more in heaven. That's where they've been residing. Verse 9, and the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceived the whole world. Here it is. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Now, let me tell you something we do know. We know that when the rapture of the church takes place, in a moment of time, the world will become completely void of the church. And at least not long after that, it will become eventually filled with every power of darkness conceivable. All those spirits that reside in the atmosphere, in the air, the Bible says they'll be found no more place in the heavens for them. And God will take those evil spirits and those demons and the Bible says they will be cast upon the earth. Someone said it like this, the heaven's cleansing is the earth's pollution. Now, you say, preacher, it's bad now in 2022. And you're right about that. It's bad. I don't think it can be much longer. Uh, my wife and I, again, we were having this conversation coming up the road today and I said, I think we better start preaching on second coming because I think it's coming. I think Jesus is coming. I think the rapture's getting ready to come. And it's bad right now. But I want you to understand that when this war takes place and these evil spirits are placed upon the earth, the tribulation earth will become a climate of demon possession. Now, you say, preacher, how bad's it gonna be? Well, look back at Revelation 12 and look at verse number 12. Now, Satan's cast out. The demons are cast out. They're cast out of the heavens. Verse 12, therefore, rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. And look what it says. It says, woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil is come down unto you having great wrath. Because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. Look at verse number 17. The Bible says, And the dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Now, listen, church, we're done, but I want to tell you something. This passage is a little controversial. But there are some things we do know. We know Satan's not in hell. We know that he drew one-third of the angels with him when he he was cast out of heaven. We know that that the abundance of those fallen angels are residing in the heavens. Not God's heaven, but they're residing in the heavens. But there's coming a day when their place will no longer be in the heavens, and God's going to cast them out, and they'll be cast upon this earth. And this earth will be filled. You see, Preacher, it's filled right now. It's nothing close now to what it's going to be. It will be a, a climate, an environment, a satanic environment. You'll be able to feel the evil spirits, the demonic spirits will, be, will just absolutely saturate this earth they say, preacher, why are you telling, that, telling us that? Because, boy, thank God I'm not going to be here. Amen. And if you're here tonight and you're, and you're born again, boy, praise God, you don't have to worry about that. And you won't have to be here when all that's taking place. Now, if you're here tonight and you say, pastor, I'm not saved, I'll tell you what I'd do. I'd get saved just as soon as I could. And I'd make sure that my name is written in heaven and I'd make sure that when the rapture of the church takes place, that uh, you're called out and, and that you're not anywhere close to this place when God begins to, when this war takes place and God begins to send these angels to the earth, these fallen angels. So that's the protest. Would you bow your heads with me tonight? Father, I know this has been very simple tonight. But Lord, I pray somehow you'll take it and I pray you'll use it. Father, if nothing else, we can be thankful that we're saved. Father, if nothing else, we can be thankful for the rapture of the church. God, we, you've not reserved us to wrath, but thank God you're going to call us out. And Lord, these things... And there's so many things that we don't necessarily know and some things we don't quite understand. Well, Lord, the things at least that we do understand, Lord, are enough to convince us that we definitely wouldn't want to be here when it happens. Father, my mind can't comprehend quite what that means when all of these thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of fallen angels, their place in the heavens will be no more and lord they will they'll be banished to this earth father i'm just thankful tonight for salvation and i'm thankful lord that that third heaven is still a place of peace joy god it's a place where we will be comforted It's a place where we'll live forever with the Lord in heaven. God, thank you for reserving that place. Not for war, but thank you for reserving that place for the redeemed. Father, I pray that you'll have your way in this invitation. Lord, I don't know hearts here tonight. But it could be there's someone here I don't even know about, Lord, that doesn't know Christ as Savior. And I pray tonight they would come and give their life to Christ. Lord, it could be there's somebody watching by way of the live stream tonight, and they don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior. God, tonight, I pray that's about to change, and I pray they'll give their life to Christ. Lord, it could be that we have loved ones tonight, and we're pretty sure they're as lost as can be And God, one of these days when this earth becomes overrun with demonic spirits, Lord, it could be some of our loved ones are going to be here and have to go through that. Father, would you give us a burden for the lost? And would you help us to do our best to reach this world with the gospel of Jesus Christ? Have your way in this invitation, please. And we thank you and praise you for all that you do. In Jesus' name. Our heads are bowed. Would you stand with us all over the house tonight? And listen, we're not gonna prolong the invitation, but I wonder if there might be one here tonight anywhere who would say, Pastor, if I died tonight, I'm not sure that I would go to heaven. If that's you, if that's you, I wanna encourage you to come, all right? We, We wanna take the Bible and show you how you can know that you know that you know that you're going to heaven. If you're watching the live stream tonight, you say, Brother Pope, I I don't know Christ. I'm not sure I'm going to heaven, this third heaven that you're talking about. I don't know for sure. There's a number on the bottom of your screen, 704-327-5662. And we have some folks that are waiting right beside the phone right now to take your call. Would you call us tonight? Would you call? And we'd love to help you. We'd love to help you. I'd love to pray with you tonight. And so church, we're going to pause just for a moment. If you need to come, the altars are open. Listen, it could be that the Holy Spirit was speaking to your heart about something that I wasn't even preaching on tonight. And you say, Pastor, I just really need some prayer tonight. That's fine. You come. We'll be glad to pray with you. And so we're going to pause just for a moment, okay? And you come tonight while we wait.